0: So, all right. So that was our first big section. Now we're going to jump into the one that you should be the, well, not the most excited about, but very excited about, because all three of these are are, are straight fire nuggets. So we're going to go into now talking about absentee owners. Okay. So with absentee owners, I know you guys are probably hearing it a lot. You're going, I should be doing it. I've heard about this bucket. I don't understand it pretty much. You know, everybody's telling me to do it. So let's break down what is an absentee owner. So somebody jump off of mute and tell me what is an absentee owner. A Go ahead. You said Jeff. You said landlord. Yeah, landlord. Somebody who owns investment property. Somebody that owns investment properties. Okay, excellent. Any other definition second, of an absentee owner? Second homeowners in the mountains
1: that aren't here very often.
0: I love it. Yep. They, They own a second property. Yeah. If you own a second or third or fifth property, probably a higher likelihood that when things get tough or something happens in your life, usually that property is going to get sold first because you don't live in it full time. Right. So that's the excellent part about an absentee owner. So if I'm an absentee owner, I could be someone that owns a rental property and I could literally live next door. I'm not in that property. I'm an absentee owner. I could be an absentee owner if I live out of state and I have 17 rentals here. I could be an absentee owner if I own several vacation properties. So the first thing is making sure that we identify what is in an absentee owner. And then second, in this strategy that I'm going to release to you today is how do we maximize the efficiency of working with absentee owners to produce listings from them? Okay, so that's what we're going to cover. So, so let's go back to just real quick. Why do we think that few agents go after absentee owners? What's, what's the hurdle? The tenants. The tenants. Tenants are a nightmare to deal with. They're the worst. I don't want to deal with a tenant on an occupied property. Okay. Guys, great point, Landon. Give me another one. Why don't we want to deal with absentee owners? Or do we think that we don't want to deal with absentee owners? The cost of repairs. The cost. Yeah. The cost of repairs. What else? They're hard to reach. They're hard to reach. I love it. They are hard to reach. Excellent. So we're going to come in and talk about a couple of these topics. So so let's start out with they're hard to reach. We'll kind of reverse it here. So they're hard to reach. So I'm going to give you some easy to understand sources to make this very simple for you to do this, okay? So listingsource.com is the number one easiest, fastest way to, to source this info that we can possibly have, right? If, if, can, you,
1: can you repeat that?
0: Uh, listsource.com. Okay. Okay. Now, in addition, I'm going to teach you an ex- a paid way and a free way because that's what I always do. Right? Paid is going to be faster, uh, uh, but the uh, uh, free way is going to, just going to take a little bit more work. Can you access all absentee owners right now in your MLS? Yes. The answer is yes. If no one knew that, then then we've got we've got we've got to move forward on that. So so the answer is yes. So if you're doing it for free. All you're gonna do is go to realist tax, right? I can send out a video. There's a nine minute video that breaks this down. And it's very simple, depends on what kind of MLS you have. I know every MLS is different, but almost all of the MLSs have some sort of functioning. If yours doesn't tell them to get it, where you can be able to pull a list of uh, every owner whose mailing address is different than their home address, their tax address, right? And that's all we're really identifying. Once we scrub that list, then we can find everyone that's an out of state or absentee owner. Now you can go to listsource.com and or they can do it for you. And, and I think it's something like, for like 15,000, it's like $300. And they'll give you every piece of information on earth about that person, including if it's owned in an LLC, a trust, they'll try to track the data. That's the first piece. So here's why this, here's why this bucket is so valuable. of the agents won't do that first step. They just won't even do it because they either don't want to spend the time to to learn how to do it. They don't want to try to bumble through it for three hours. The first time you do this, is it going to be a pain in the butt? Yes, it's going to be. It's just going to be. The second time you do it, it'll get smarter, faster, easier. Okay, so the first thing we have to identify is who are we going to send to? Then, Then, so picking our list, The second thing we have to do now that we've got the data, and again, for all of you that are wondering, and I said that a lot way too fast, if you can't figure it out, go to YouTube, go how to find absentee owner information. There's 19,000 videos on it. I looked this morning, 19,000 videos on how to do this. So there's no excuse. Everyone's giving it to you for free. It's there. Okay. Or sorry, listsource.com. Thanks, Anna. I was... Just what I say listing source, I don't know, something like that, so, okay. Um, so now we've identified that we have the addresses. The second thing we have to decide upon is now, how am I going to get their phone number and email address? How do you do it? TruePeopleSearch.com, because True I think from you. I love it. Thank you, Joanna. TruePeopleSearch.com. We use it every day, 95 times a day. That's the freeway, right? That's the freeway. Okay. If you're going to do this at the high level, you need to have what's called skip tracing software. Brennan, I didn't get into real estate to, to hunt down bad guys. No, but this is what you need when you play at this level. Okay. So there's a company called Nexus Lexus that you can apply for to be able to qualify to get this information. This is the same information like if you get divorced and they're gonna go serve you papers, this is how that guy finds you and goes, you've been served. That's the kind of data we're talking about. Data is everything. You can find out who owns the LLC. You can find out all of this information uh, when you search hard enough. It's gonna take some time to do this when you're really starting out, okay? It's worth the investment because again, remember, Now we just put a second layer. So we lost 99% of the agents. Now we're gonna lose another half percent because now we got the information, but they're not gonna go try to find the phone number and email addresses, okay? There are services out there that will provide you every email address. And again, just YouTube, skip tracing services. You can probably get it for like a dollar per address. So if you're just starting with 100 absentee owners, 100 bucks, best money you'll ever spend. Cool, cool? Or you can do it on True People Search for free. So now I've got data, I've got phone numbers. Next third piece of this is, what do I do next? What do I say and what do I send, okay? So if I'm a um, landlord, what's my my possible pain points? Tenants. Tenants. Yes. Well, that's that's a, that's a big one. <laughs> yes. yes. If I'm a landlord, I hate my tenants. Okay, but what is it about the tenants that makes it tough to be a landlord?
1: Non-payment of rent.
0: Oh, non-payment of rent. These late renting mother suckers, right? Late payment of rent drives me nuts. What's another one? Repairs. Repairs. The government stepping in and telling me I can't ev- evict people out of a property that I own. Right, I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing. Don't get all political on me. Just saying it's a it's a thing. Okay. So we are going to design our marketing around pain points that are going to call the attention to the landlord that over time they're going to go. I'm tired of feeling this pain. Holly, take my pain away. Carrie, take my pain away. Coral, take my pain away. Right, that's that's what that's what they want at over time. So our messages and again brendan's not smart he just steals from the others and uses their stuff go to youtube and go best marketing pieces for absentee owners that's what i did and i found thousands of interesting things that we have already incorporated that are phenomenal or that we've had been doing for a while okay i don't have an hour to give you marketing t- pieces piece by piece i'm here to inspire you to have the idea to go do this because it's there to be done and I'm going to drop a fire nugget on you here in just a second. Okay. So now the next thing, now that I've identified, okay, cool marketing. One of the marketing pieces we were talking about this morning, it was called TTL, uh, toilets, tenants. And what was the third one? Does anybody know the third? Taxes. Oh, uh, no TTL toilets, tenants, and late payments. That's what the L was, right? So your postcard says tired of TTL, big question mark on it. Right. And then on the back, it says toilets, tenants, and uh, late payments getting you down. Let me take this away. Let me take the pain away. Call me. I mean, don't quote me on that. It's better. It's a better postcard than what I just said, but you get the gist, right? It's a better postcard than that. Okay. If I do one mailer to the absentee owner list, am I going to get a huge response? No, I'm not. So this is a four four-prong approach. It is direct mail. It is sly broadcast. So I'm going to leave an automated voicemail bypassing the tenant's uh, uh, cell phone or uh, bypass them answering the phone, that'll drop right to their voicemail. That message is going to be this. And remember, anything I tell you is probably illegal, so check with your managing broker at all times, okay? I'm just telling you what I do and don't turn me in because I'll deny it anyway. But I'm just telling you what people are doing out there, okay? So I'm going to I'm, that message is going to say, uh, "Yeah, hey, this is Brendan. Hey, I have a, a, a. I'd like to make a cash offer on your property. Um, at, I have a. I'd like to make a cash offer on your property. Can you give me a quick call back? That's it. That's the message. Don't say you're a real estate agent. Don't say that you're you can't make your rent, so you need to get a listing. Don't say anything." just trying to make sure that they call you back. That's the whole goal of this strategy. Okay? Now, on my team, I teach my team this and they they I know how good they are and and they are amazing. The reason I'm able to tell the whole region this is because no one will do it. On my whole team, I had two people out of every or out of 12 on my team that did it. So no offense to you, I love each of you but you're not going to do it. So I'm going to tell you all these fire nuggets and 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 that's why I'm a, I'm so willing to share this with you. I hope you're the 2 out of the 100 or the 4 out of the 100 cuz there's so much market share here it's unbelievable. All right? So slide broadcast. Then I'm going to use a company called EZ Text and I'm going to follow that voicemail drop the next day with a text message. Now you're going to be asking Brennan since we have command can we do this through Twilio and all this? Yes. You can, it's not as effective, but you can do it. If you get it structured in there, I just like to use easy text. It's 0.04 cents per text, it's $40 for a thousand phone numbers. Okay. So remember, direct mail, Sly broadcast. Now, and here's another fire nugget that all of you should have. Write this phone number down, 267 Sly Dial, S L Y D I A L. I slide dial, I probably slide dialed half of you on this, this session and you didn't even know it. So, slide dial, when you call that number, I'm mean, available as soon as I prompt me to dial in whatever phone number I want, it'll bypass you calling you and let, get me the ability to leave you a voicemail. Why is that so powerful? Time. What were the first few digits of the phone number? 267, slide dial. A lot of people now. will call. Go ahead. Sorry. Who was that there? Uh, uh, this is Margaret. Oh, hey, Margaret. Oh, Go ahead. Hey, a lot of people will call back miss numbers. A lot of people will call back missed numbers, and I don't answer. That's fine. But you can. That's a that's a good piece. So a lot of times I use slide dial when I'm dropping that information that is not that pleasant. I use it in inspection objections, when I'm submitting a, a low offer to a, one of my sellers. And I let them just stew on this, and then I call them later after I tell them that they that I was trying to reach them. Okay, so you'll figure out all kind of ways you can break up with people using Slide Dial. That's a big use of it. You can you can do all kind of things you want to do with Slide Dial. It's fantastic. Okay, so technology is what helps us on a lot of these things. So direct mail, Slide Broadcast, Easy Text, and then the fourth is two two things either uh, excuse me, on the fourth, is I'm going to physically call them. Well, Brendan, shouldn't I just call them first? No, because when you do the thousand sly broadcast, you're going to get about 17 people that are probably going to say that they have some sort of interest. You're going to get 40 people that tell you to go F yourself. You're going to get a lot of other people that tell you that they're going to hunt you down and kill you. I'm just kidding. They don't do that, right? I'm just trying to scare you away so all of my agents can have all of the, the market share. Right. But you're going to start realizing that it's a numbers game. X amount, when I do X amount, X amount happens. Then the next prong, the next piece follows, the next piece follows, the next piece follows, the next piece follows. Then the last piece, or I guess would be the fifth piece, is an email campaign for the ones that I've been able to, uh, to skip trace the email addresses for. And they're going to receive an email campaign for the next uh eight weeks in a row. Now, you can keep them on an email campaign for the rest of their lives, like a month. Like imagine if you just every month sent this absentee owner list, all of the information about either how to buy more investment properties. Because remember, they could also be active investors. They're not just sellers. So you can frame this around, great. So, you know, you know everything about how to be an investor, good or bad, we can solve in this, these emails. All right. So it's a huge, huge piece. Now, the script is just as important when we come to an absentee owner because this is where I see a lot of people fall and they don't know what to say and how to say it. So so I'm going to share this script before we get our next guest on here. And again, brendanbardic.com if you want to download all these for free. So here's our absentee owner call script. Anna, will you be my role play partner?
1: Yes, you got it.
0: All right. So I just skipped traced to Anna. I use truepeoplesearch.com. She owns a rental property in uh, Aurora. She lives in Wyoming. And here's the call. So ring, ring. Hello? Yeah. Hey, I was looking for Anna.
1: Uh, yeah, this is her.
0: Hey, Anna. My name is Brendan Bardick with XYZ Real Estate Company. Hey, I'm calling about your property on 123 Elm Street. And Anna, I work with a lot of buyers in the area. And I wanted to see if you had any interest in selling that property.
1: Uh, no, I appreciate the call, but I don't think I'm interested right now.
0: No, that's awesome. Well, fantastic. Is it currently rented?
1: Uh, yeah, we do have a tenant.
0: Oh, okay. And if it was the perfect situation, how much would you sell it for?
1: I'd have to at least see 600,000 on the table to even consider it.
0: 600,000. And if I were able to get you 600,000, when would you like to have the property sold?
1: Uh, I mean... I guess I mean the lease is up for our tenants in six months, so maybe it would be worth considering after that. But you know, I, I'm not I'm I'm not interested.
0: Okay, I appreciate that. So again, if no, all right. So if no, then we're going to go down below. But let's just pretend on this that you were right. Okay. I am then, interested, and, and then we'll go, go to we'll go to no <laughs> after that. We okay. always want to stay positive first, and then we'll go to all the nos <laughs> just to, just to finish out the script. Sure. So. Um, so whatever they say, great. So the next step would just be for us to meet at the property. I've got availability today at four or tomorrow at one. Now you're out of state, right? Mm-hmm. So she's out of state. Okay, well, great. If she's out of state, well, then what's the best way for me to view the property? I have availability today at four or tomorrow at one. And they're gonna tell you, here's my tenant. I'll tell you all the stuff about how to deal with tenants and make this great. They're gonna give you tenants information, all this fun stuff, right? So, so when we look at that, that's what we're going to be utilizing there is getting the tenants info. Now, if they say no, and they're just like, I have no interest. Okay. I can appreciate that. Even if it wasn't a cash offer over market value.
1: I mean, I'd be willing to consider it, but like I said, I'd have to see at least 600,000 before I'd even consider.
0: Okay. And if she says no, again, let's just hypothetically say, sure. well, I can appreciate that. And would you be interested in buying any other additional investment opportunities?
1: No, one's enough. It's a nightmare.
0: Okay. All right. and. And so then it all all of this script bases off of whether they say yes or no, and then giving them options, right? So how long have you owned the property? I'm curious, did you happen to purchase it in the area? I sent out a quarterly market report and it's just talking points that when you're doing this, and of course you have to practice it, it makes it a very smooth conversation as we go through it. So so absentee owner scripts are very important and when you're doing this to just make that process smooth, but the easiest thing, if you just wanted to start tomorrow, call them and just say, I have a buyer for your property. Would you like to sell it? If you don't have a buyer, I say this all the time, I'll buy the property, okay? You always have a friend in the diamond business. His name is Brendan. He's here to buy properties. You know, let me know, I got you, okay? So, so that, all right? So now you've got a script. Now you know how to find them. Now you know how to call them. Now you know what YouTube is and how to learn from all the everyone else on there. There's no excuse left in your regiment except to put a plan together to execute. So the question and what I want you to write down is you know, on your piece of paper in front of you is I'm going to take my first absentee owner listing by April 30th. Just set an intention, right? Set the intention and then let nothing stop you from going and getting that goal. You've now got 40 some odd days to take your first absentee owner listing. If you had to back out a strategy from April 30th to obtain that goal, what would you have to do with what we told you today? Daisy, did you have a question? Your hand was up.
1: Yeah, I do have a quick question. Um, So when you drop that voicemail um, and you say I have a cash offer for you, um, I'm just curious about like the follow-up on that. What if they call you right back and they're like, how much and who are you and this and that? That's a great um,
0: question. I love it. Up? I love it. So yeah. So when you're using the cash offer intro, right? So so you go, Great, I have a cash offer. Over asking price cash offer. Again, don't do anything illegal, but just do what I'm telling you. Okay. I have an over-asking price cash offer. They're going to say, Great, how much? Well, excellent. Well, the first thing I would need to do is take a look at the property. Can you meet me at the property? I always set the listing appointment. Okay. And if they say, well, how can you know that you're going to give me an overpriced asking cash offer for it? Or if you just say even a cash offer, forget the over asking price. That's just another layer of of marketing, right? So so you're going to give me a cash offer on my property. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how much? Well, again, I need to take a look at the property. Can we meet at it? So then either they meet you, if it's tenant occupied, and here's the thing about dealing with tenant occupied properties, the way that I go and see tenant occupied properties all the time, again, don't do what I do because it's probably illegal is the way that I gain access to them is I let the landlord know, because they don't want, what's the landlord not wanna do? They don't wanna spook their tenant to even give them any indication that they're wanting to sell the property, correct? Because then they're like, oh my gosh, my tenant will start looking for another place. What if I don't really sell it? So I always tell them that I'm going there to do a refi appraisal. Again, live in your own comfort zone. I'm just telling you what your competition is doing and what other people are doing. So I'm going in there, I'm not spooking the tenants. I'm taking a look at the property. After I view the property or meet the landlord there, then I call the landlord, let's say if they're out of state, and I say, excellent. So I took took a look at the property. If the property would sell in perfect condition at whatever number, let's say it's 500,000. I did my market analysis. If it sells in perfect condition at 500,000, I'm going to offer them 70 cents on the dollar. Period, end of story. Okay? So I make that offer and they go, oh, yeah, I wouldn't sell it for that. Okay, well, I appreciate that. That's for the cash offer system. Now, I also have several other options that I'd like to present to you, one of them being our maximum net program. That's the word, that fire nugget, maximum net program. What is your maximum net program? Your 6% commission program. But you don't say 6% commission program because it sounds awful. So I would like to offer you my maximum net program. Well, what's your maximum net program? Well, all I need to do is get access to the property. I have multiple investors that are standing by to bid on your property as we speak right now. If you don't have investors that are willing to pay or buy an investment property right now, that's insane, especially where the market is at this moment. So I go, great, I go, all I need to do is get access. Well, I don't wanna disturb my tenant. What if it doesn't sell all of these things? Now I've got to make a path of solving the problem to make it as easy as possible for that owner to understand how I can work with this tenant. So here's how I work with tenants. I go, I go, look, Jill, all you need to do is allow me to speak with the tenant. Um, I, I'm going to make this process as easy as possible. Here's what I need from you as the landlord. Now I'm going to bring you great offers. And when I bring you great offers, all I'm going to ask is that you tell the tenant that, or you allow me to let the tenant know that you're going to pay for one month of their rent for me disturbing them. In addition, you're going to pay for uh, their house to be professionally clean. And when you allow me to do both of those things, John, I'm going to get you the greatest offer on this property possible, get you out of dealing with this property, because I know you're tired of their late payments and all this stuff. And I'm going to get you onto another investment that's either better for you, or we're going to reallocate those funds into something else that's more suitable for your current portfolio. So, so all I need is the tenant's information. I'm going to call and coordinate. Then I call the tenant. When I speak with the tenant, I explain to them the exact process of how we're going to make this as easy and pleasurable as possible. I tell them I'm going to clean their house for them. I tell them that they're going to get a month's free rent if they cooperate with showings. I don't say it like that, like a cop, like I say it very nicely. And then I create showing blocks for the tenant that are so simple that anyone can access the property. So I go, look, Mr. Tenant, all I need to do is access your home for four hours a week from the hours of 12 to four on Sunday. Does that work for you? No, actually, I work, or I'm 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 at home during that time. Can I do a different time? Excellent. I need one block of time to get in there to be able to funnel everyone through to show that property, especially in this market. Does that make sense? Any questions on all of that?
1: Yeah, Brendan, can you can you just kind of go back over the cadence of slide dial to text to call, right? Can we just get that time frame one more time from you? Yep.
0: So slide broadcast first, then the easy text second day then the email the third day, then the phone call the fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, seventh day, eighth day, ninth day, tenth day, email, email, email. Cool. Probably not going to be a good idea to door knock these properties, just for obvious reasons. Okay. Now, if they're here local, you can door knock their actual home. That is a door knock you can do. And if you go door knock their home and they don't answer, All you're gonna do is leave a little sticky note on their door that says, I have a couple of quick questions. Can you give me a call on a yellow sticky note and write your name? Never put your business card, never drop off a package, never do all of this fluff. You can't sell them if you can't speak to them. And curiosity will always get them to call you.
1: I have a question. What if the lease, we were right in the middle of the tenant's lease. Um, Do you still try to move forward with putting the property on, on the market?
0: Yeah, Michelle, absolutely, 100% all the time. And the way that we do this is with the lease estoppel. So again, what I'm pitching to the landlord is we have people that want to buy the property with tenants in place right now. Now, that is true. Um, And then the second part of that is as we start marketing the property, if the new landlord takes over, they have to honor that previous lease that's already in place until the end of that execution. At that point, then they can renegotiate with the tenant, kick them out, bulldoze the house, burn it for all they care, They can do whatever they want, but they have to honor that lease for the next however many months. So think about it right now. As hard as our market is, would you have a buyer that's living with mom that would want to buy a tenant-owned property, become the landlord for six months, let these guys get out, and then move in themselves? Heck yeah, I see some head shaking there. Absolutely, you do. Right? I've got fifteen buyers that just with our team alone that are that are that would be more than happy to take on that situation. So if there's no inventory, we have to create create, create inventory, right? This is where we create inventory. What happens on March 31st that's such a big impact on this market? Nobody watches the news. Nobody knows. Spring break. break. Did somebody say spring break? I love it, I love it. So the the CARES Act ends on March 31st and gives people federally the ability to start evicting people from their properties. Tenants haven't been able to sell until this. They extended it twice. They did it for six months and now it ends March 31st. If you take advantage of this gold rush, it's on like Donkey Kong.